Lord, we pray right now in Jesus' name. You've promised in your word that your, your word never goes out and then comes back empty. It always does what you want it to do. And so, Lord, we simply look toward you. We lift our hands and say, Lord, we are listening. Speak, Lord. Your servants are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, we are living in the greatest moments in the entire history of humanity. And I, I like to remind us of this because we're all busy just getting by, doing life, doing our work, studying. Just the day-to-day -day things of life can keep us focused on just getting through the week. You know, this whole thing, thank God it's Friday. It's this whole mentality that I'm, I'm just struggling to get through the week and then the weekend is here. Yeah, but the thing is, that, that's not the way God intends for you and I to walk through life. And scripture says, make the most of every opportunity. See, that's a whole different perspective. And, and, and so I want to just remind all of us with a few bits of information because we live in a negative world that's going, thank God it's Friday. Now I can go to the clubs and get sick, drunk, and drug up or whatever, and then just forget about my pain. And, and so that's the idea the world has. And so the news out there is always dark, always not good. And so I want you to hear this. This is a disclaimer before I share what I'm about to say, is that I'm not denying that there are challenges in the world. Whenever there's advance, whenever good things are happening, that the, 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 the wrong things are running alongside it. I, I look at it almost like a horse race. When God's on the move, so is the enemy. But the beauty of it is the enemy's already had his day. He is a defeated enemy. Come on. He can't win. We are, we are more than conquerors, not in the future, but now. And so the reality is that as I look out across the auditorium representing all the nations, Germany included, and Europe, and, and all of us come from parts of the world that are different, but let me tell you, one thing we're all experiencing is that our great-grandparents probably could not have imagined the life you're living. The work, think about that, the work that you're doing, the kind of people that you interact with, it's, it's changed that much. And in my lifetime, for example, uh, the world wasn't connected. Uh, people lived in the same areas perhaps for an entire life and only went a few kilometers away from home. That was still somewhat the reality. But it's only been in the last 25 and 30 years, and particularly it's speeding up now as we go into the second decade of the 21st century, that the entire world has changed. We are the living in the first global century. And despite the negativity in the news, the, the truth is there are more countries that are free with opportunities to grow and to make a living and in safety than ever before. That's true. There is more access to education. Even in remote, developing parts of the world, if there is internet access, young people who never would have had a chance to go to school, particularly girls in some cultures, have access to being taught in a classroom setting. 
And so literacy rates, reading and writing ability is skyrocketing. It's the same when it comes to medical care. Access to medicine is greater now than it's ever been. In this great country that we live in, I often tell people, we just had a, a new baby in our family, and, and uh, praise God, I'm a grandpa again. Hallelujah. I talked to a friend this week, and he said, you just doubled the, that was my brother, you just doubled the number of grandchildren you have. Oh, that, I hadn't thought of that. But the fact is, this, there's few places in the world more blessed to have a child, a woman could have a child, than Germany with the midwife system and the hospital care, but this is spreading across the world. Now again, let me say, it doesn't mean it's all perfect. There are a lot of places in the world where access to prenatal, before baby born, after baby born, care is very limited, but it is growing. And by the way, one of the things we love to be as a church is a catalyst to carry what's here to some places that really need it, working church to church in Jesus' name. But let me just say, I don't even need to tell you about technology. You know, I remember when the cell phone moved from this big thing with an antenna to what you're holding in your hand, not looking at right now. The, it is unbelievable. And so particularly those of you who are younger who really don't remember the other world, the reality is we are more connected. We can, someone from Shanghai can have a friendship and, and, a, and communicate with someone in Santiago, Chile, about as far away from each other as you can get, and there's a connection there. And we really see this in, in social media and, and in the news. All of us are far more aware of what's going on in other parts of the world, the access that we have to information. And of course, it has practical benefits. It, it, in fact, you can, you can tap a few uh, buttons on your phone and you can get groceries delivered. And in parts of the world that didn't develop like the West, they're now moving with drones and other types of technology that are helping farmers and small business people be, begin to be able to deliver their goods and services in unimaginable ways. I just listened to an interview with a guy who's working in southern Africa where they're providing medical supplies and all kinds of things in a very huge rural area covering tens of thousands of kilometers, and they can get access to good medicine to people in remote places very quickly through automated robotic drones. That's the future that we're looking at. And it's important for us to understand that there's never been a moment like this where there is a global world that we're living in. And it's exciting, and it is challenging. But we see this global nature. It's, there's no better place to look at what's happened than the church. When I was small, a young boy, there were parts of the world where some of you were from. There may have not been one church in your country. And the whole move of Christianity has gone out of Western Europe and North America and has shifted. They're studying this. It has shifted south of the border, if you will. It's moved into Asia and Africa. China is the largest Christian country in the world, despite having an official 
atheist government. There are more Christians growing faster there than anywhere else in the world. The church has truly become the most multicultural, multinational, multi-ethnic entity organization in the history of humanity. Unlike a lot of world religions that are related to a geographical or cultural group, Christianity has moved, and all of the experts said it would never happen, that Christianity was going to die out as we became modern scientific people. No one would need religion anymore. Jesus would go out of style. I'm here to declare today that the name of Jesus has been declared more on this day already from the other side of the earth than ever before in history because every week the estimate is 50,000 men and women, boys and girls, say yes to Jesus for the first time. Every day! And what an opportunity that gives us in our small part in this beautiful church that I could never have imagined to have the privilege to be a part of that is coming from so many places where we're filled with joy and we celebrate one another and we, we, we have completely different mindsets when it comes to age. I grew up in a church that said to the children, it's great to have you here, but sit down and be quiet and learn. You can't really serve in the church till you get big. We don't believe in that here. I declare that we will be a church that believes that seven-year-olds can be anointed and lay hands on the sick and see them healed. We're going to declare that teenagers don't have to go through all the stuff that when they go into the schools, they will be the influencers, not the ones that are being pulled away from Jesus. I declare that over your children, over your family. That's the opportunity that we have, and it is a unique one, and it's a fulfillment of Scripture. It says the grace of God that brings salvation has now appeared to all men. That's Titus chapter 2, verse 11. What a declaration. And we now see this being fulfilled. Jesus said that before I return, all nations will hear the message about me. They will hear it. That hasn't happened yet. There are still, the estimate is about 7,000 languages and cultures. They're small ones, but they don't yet have access to the gospel in a written form or many of them have not been reached yet, but the acceleration of evangelism has never been greater. And the grace of God that has appeared is something that we now have. We just sang about it. That let's dance now like the weights are gone. Let's dance now like we're already in the kingdom. I love that. The weights are being lifted, and we celebrate even before they are lifted off of us. And the Holy Spirit that Jesus promised has now been released on the earth on all men, women, boys, and girls. And that's where we get this value and belief that all ages, all men, all women are now one in Christ in Jesus' name. And we can see this movement of grace 
in the healing and miracles that are taking place. A friend of mine who is an evangelist was in the South Pacific this past week having services, and there were people getting up out of wheelchairs. There were people holding up their crutches as the power of Jesus came upon them and brought healing. Don't let anyone tell you that the Holy Spirit is not working like he did at the very beginning. It's happening more and more than ever before. Evangelistic meetings are being held and hundreds of millions are coming to them every single day. Friends, this has never happened before, but as it fulfills what Scripture said would happen, and that is that in the last days, a global harvest would begin to take place. And that, I believe, we're just at the very beginning of that. Because I'm talking to some of you, for example, here in Europe, that the, the passion that once existed for God and for the things of God has, has moved out. And now there's this other culture of just worshiping self and I can take care of myself. And, and it's, a, it's a post-Christian culture where we're comfortable but I declare to you that God is about to do a new thing in this part of the world. We've heard prophecies like this from last weekend, the, the guests that we've had, and others that have come and said, we see something beginning to happen, that seeds are getting planted. Could it be, brothers and sisters, that one of the very reasons that God called you here wasn't just so that you could work for that IT company or get that startup going, but that you would be a seed coming out of your culture Maybe you grew up in the church and you know the word of God. He's planted you here to be a voice of hope and faith in this generation. And the world is hungry to see unity and, and diversity work together. There's no greater place for that than right here. And I believe that some of you are sitting here who know colleagues at work or in your, in your building where you live who are hungry and that God is going to lead you to have a conversation and you're going to invite them here and they're going to discover for themselves that God loves them and has a plan for their life in Jesus' name. You see, that's where we are in this moment. And the opportunities to hear the word, like I said, you, most every one of you has one of these turned off right now. But on mine, I can look up different Bible translations I have on here. It's unbelievable. I can see the Bible in Greek and in Hebrew if I want. It's unbelievable. The access has never been greater. Now, why am I telling you all this? Because here's the thing. The scripture says in a number of places that God's people will uniquely be able to read the times and seasons. We don't know exactly when Jesus is coming back, but we will know the seasons. And the signs are there. The global harvest that's begun that I believe is just starting is God's last call. It could last 100 years. It doesn't matter how long it is, but I'm telling you it's here because now the church has shifted away from just one or two areas of the world. Now it's everywhere. It's in your home country. It's in the places that people said it would never grow. Like I said, China has become the largest Christian nation in the world. Hallelujah. 
We pray that that continues in Jesus' name. But we pray, too, for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and revival in Europe like nothing, like the Reformation was nothing compared to what the Holy Spirit is about to do. And so our purpose here is to get ourselves positioned. Because what I'm telling you is that we're living in right now the greatest season of blessing that's ever existed. There has never been a generation with the opportunity to be as greatly blessed as we are. And again, that's a fulfillment of the prophecy spoken over the church. Paul declared it, all praise to God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, who has now blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. And I'll, I've got other scriptures, but I'm just, let me just explain. Don't miss what you have. We have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit that's been freely given to us. We now have forgiveness of sins. God will never bring you in front of him someday and say, what about that? What did you do? I heard what you said over there. Your sins are covered, past, present, and future. When God looks at you now, if you have been saved and said, Jesus, come into my life, prayed the prayer we will pray at the end of this service. When God looks at you now, he doesn't doesn't see you as a sinner, but a saint in Jesus' name. And the promise of Scripture is that he holds back no good thing from those who love him. So friends, there's so much out there. It means that all the promises of God in Jesus are yes and amen. They are ours now. That's why you can declare protection over your children. That's why you can believe that your teenagers are going to walk in faith, that the seeds you're planting in them will not return empty. And you walk in that and declare it even when your eyes see something else and, and you get your focus off of the negative influences and the, all of the stress and things that can pull our families and our marriages apart, and you begin to declare in the Spirit what you believe God has promised for you in Jesus' name. The Scripture says Christ is in us, the hope of glory. That is a powerful community. That's a community that's on fire. But here's what I want to challenge us, church. We're here to equip one another for the work of ministry. And I've already explained there's never been a time when the opportunities and when the season of grace has been as great as it is today. But here's the thing. Throughout Scripture, we see that God's plan to bless us, he does, his plan is that all humanity will be blessed, and it is happening right now. But some of us, so his plan is for you to receive his grace. Your, his plan is for you to live and walk in his grace. But some of us receive a greater measure of that blessing than others because they put our, we put our heart and soul into getting it. And that's why in the scripture you see men and women, women like Ruth, Rahab, <laughs> Rahab the prostitute, but Ruth, Deborah, 
the judge of the nation of Israel, Abraham, Sarah, Noah. I could, I could go on all of the prophets, Elijah, uh, the apostles and the disciples of Jesus. These were heroes who in their generation said, I don't want to just go to church. I don't want to just be a good Christian or a good God follower. I, I, I believe there's something more. I want to be blessed. You see, you can't create the blessings of God that are promised to you. God, they belong to God. Now listen, but you can pursue them. You can pursue them. And see, there's a different level of blessing, of anointing and empowerment for those who seek after the Lord. Jesus said, knock, it'll be opened. Seek, you're going to find it. There's an invitation from God to every generation to not just walk through life and be a good person and attend church, but to step into an attitude that says, I want more. And that's going to be our theme over these next few weeks. The, 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 the series is Go Get Your Blessing. Go Get Your Blessing. This message means the blessing is here. You won't go after something if you don't think it's there. And so what we're going to do is we're going to explore together over the next few weeks what it takes to step up and to stand out and to move ahead and step forward and be a go-getter. Some of you would say, yeah, but I, I'm not a go-getter, Steve. I'm, I was always shy growing up, and uh, I, I, I'm the quiet warrior behind the, the closed door. I like to get in there and pray and prophesy, but I, I, I'm, I'm shy. I'm not talking about your personality. I'm talking about inviting the Holy Spirit to stir in you a fire that says, like the woman that took hold of Jesus' robe, I'm not letting go till I get my miracle. And I'm going to ask you to do it today. And if I don't see it today, I'm going to ask tomorrow. I'm not giving up until the blessing comes. And I want to stir that kind of attitude up and how you pray for your unsaved family members and how you pray for your family, your work, your ministry here in the house of the Lord. And we're going to do it together in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you stand to your feet? Lord, I pray right now that you'd encourage by the Holy Spirit every brother and sister here to have that attitude of a go-getter to go get their blessing. And Lord, I pray that you would release something in their spirit right now that, that gets their attention, that opens their eyes, that, that touches their heart to move into the things of God at new levels. Lord, I pray that for myself. Let it begin here. I've been preaching this message to me, and I invite my brothers and sisters to, to step into this together as we... Seek you together in Jesus' name.